Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole, full-bodied, living, oh, and really stepping into, stepping up to living with the realization that this is the most incredible, incredible gift. Gosh, and oh my Lord, I've been contemplating, really, like when Mickey, Mickey's one book, um, The Untethered Soul. So there's this principle of scarcity making things precious. That it's just beautiful. That like actually, if you think about it, like if you have, if you do, say for example, you love chocolates, you love Ferrero Rocher, and you've got like a someone gives you a, a box of like a hundred of them. Like at the beginning, there's so many of them, you're just eating them and not really thinking about it. But like as you get down, imagine like you're down to like the last twenty, like the last. And then you're down to these last 10, then all of a sudden, like everyone you eat, oh my God, you're just present to, you're present to the wrapping, you're present to the smell, you're present to every bit of how it feels in your mouth, everything. And it's like the less they are, the more precious it is. So now when Mickey's talking about, if you contemplate, never mind the age of the galaxies, just the age of our planet at like 4.5 billion, which we said, if you counted one second per um, yeah, like if you think of a year as a second and you're counting and you could count every year in one second, a human life, 80 years would be one minute and 20 seconds. But you're looking at 144 years of nonstop counting, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every number, one second, 144 years, one minute, 20 seconds. It's like a little blip. It's a little instant. It's a little, how precious is it? And it's like to actually grow with such a depth of appreciation for, it is, it's got so little, I say to a friend how liberating it is, this gratitude over preference. You know, like sometimes I used to, I had these like, I still do. Like I have these kind of expectations and high standards of going out to eat. So also I'm more like plant-based, but I really love places that are supporting local community that use fresh produce where like if they make leaves that they mix all these interesting leaf combinations and yeah, like everything from the decor, the service, the, the plates, um, they, they are pretty high standards. And then what used to happen to me before was, <laughs> If something didn't meet these high standards, it would just like, I just would ruin the experience. It'd be like, I can't believe I'm paying for this. It's like, oh my God. And this would be for such, I'd go on and on and on. And now like the other day I met my son and we went somewhere and we tried a new place and we had no idea. And actually I just thought it was so sweet because the girl I asked, it was another sort of pizza place. And I asked, I said, I know you work here. Like who makes a better pizza? And she's like, no, I'm going to tell you honestly, I think our pizza is good, but they make good pizza too. And it was just so beautiful how she was like so inclusive of both of them doing great pizza well, but differently. So that's what sort of motivated me to choose there. But oh my God, everything was like really substandard. And the lettuce leaves, uh, for me, like the lowest mark is when you use that like crispy, that, that one lettuce that has just kind of those big leaves which get chopped up. And when you use tomatoes that aren't even crispy, they were like mushy, mush mashed potato tomatoes. Aye, aye, aye. So literally on like so many boxes, okay, no, it did have a nice wooden table. But what I'm saying is before... That used to be like my preference, which would then totally like annihilate the joy of an experience. Whereas now it was gratitude over preference, gratitude for the fact that, oh my God, 
this, what I'm classifying as substandard or what isn't worth like paying for an experience of eating, I can actually eat it to rate it that. And it was like, I just remembered a friend, someone I used to work with and she had a best friend who was going for like a surgery where this young girl was going to have huge portions of her intestine removed and afterwards, like she'd never be able to eat again. So she probably would be having like intravenous nutrition. And here I was thinking like, oh my God, what a blessing to actually be able to eat stuff and actually say to someone, actually, I'd not recommend you go there. If you're going to spend your money, rather like, unless if you're happy to get something that you probably make a much better job of at home. But yeah, it's more just like that. I actually can eat it. And it was just also the focus on the fact that it was time with my son. And yeah, and thank God, I mean, for people starving with no food, that was like five-star excellence. Wow. Like, it's just everything is so relative, and there's always this grateful this angle to switch and this focus to choose. And then I got a beautiful share also from, like, a friend who's part of rescuing cats. And then there's in the area where she rescues cats in that country, there's actually not enough people to adopt them. So there's actually, like, this campaign with, like, another country where these cats are, like, flown for adoptive homes. And she had an incident where the first time she did it and she flew one cat. The cat was so traumatized that shame for like weeks, months afterwards. It just hid under like beddings and couches. And she said to herself, like, I just don't want to send one by itself again. Next time I at least want to send two. They've got, they know each other, something familiar. And as the time was approaching for a second opportunity, it was only an opportunity for one cat. And she said to me, she decided to choose gratitude over preference. That yes, her preference is to send two, but she's just so grateful that at least she can send one and at least one can have the opportunity of a home. Oh, it was just delicious. And um, yeah, it's also just amazing uh, just being open and, and just chatting. And I, I went for a walk the other day and, and now I do start to play this game of just saying hello to people. Um, and I was just realizing again, you know, scarcity and realizing that contemplating death thing, because when you get past the point of like, that it's really not morbid, it's absolutely liberating and beautiful, was I was thinking, you know, like if you've realized that you may literally be die tomorrow, then there's no, even there's like a, an inhibition that breaks free and like a, a, a inhibition, I guess there's a willingness to be more uninhibited and more silly because you realize like, does it really matter? Like if, if I do something silly that has opportunity to bring joy or make somebody laugh, like what is the point of being so self-conscious? So I haven't done it yet, yet, yet. I had an opportunity yesterday, but I didn't do it. So when I come back from the train, everybody packs into this very giant lift. And then it's always like silent for these few seconds that it goes up, but it's a really giant lift. So we're probably talking about uh, maybe 20 people can fit in. And I was thinking to myself, I want to like give a blessing to everybody in the lift and just announce blessing for everybody in the lift. May you be healthy, happy. May you be safe, healthy, happy and at ease. May you be free from all suffering. May you live life with ease. And I did it in my mind because... <laughs> so crazy i just thought to myself like honestly if i was gonna like drop dead after that doors opened um it's so ridiculous that i wouldn't do it like why not because even if 
people, I don't know, some people may get irritated or whatever, but even if one person, it like makes their day or they feel happier or yeah, like why not just do stuff? Oh, and then also, so like I complimented a lady on her earrings on the way of the train. And then we landed up, I actually asked her if she'd like to make a new friend or, you know, just spend some time chatting on the train. And we landed up chatting on the way, made a new friend. And then I was walking and then I was walking along the beach and then just randomly like saying hello to the people. And then people are so surprised when you say hello that one guy was like, oh, Karim. And he thought I was someone he knows because why else would you be friendly saying hello? And he was there with his kids. And they were visiting from France and we landed having a short conversation and it was just oh so very, very, very beautiful. And it just made me realize that how amazing it is to just live with an openness and an open heartedness and how much of our lives can change and yeah, and that scarcity. So here on this note, people, may we celebrate gratitude over preference. Maybe actually celebrate how contemplating scarcity, like not scarcity, I mean, um, when something, I always got to put something in context. So what I'm saying is when you put the context of one human life, that like little glimpse of a wink in relation to the 144 years of counting a year a second, the one minute and 20 seconds of a human life, of just how phenomenal, like every second of actually just being the experience of life itself, whether it's hard, whether it's traumatic, whether it's uplifting, just the fact that you get to be here at this like wonderland of life to actually be part of experiencing, witnessing, oh, collaborating, just the privilege of it. And to celebrate that again, what we were saying at the end, um, that even the shortness of life that you could be who knows if you've got the next breath that it actually opens a gateway to being willing to be silly to be more outrageous to be more courageous because at the end of the day if you're not making it through the next 10 minutes what does it matter how silly you are or what like reasonable you know not outrageous like risks that are going to hurt people or hurt yourself but yeah you know what i mean so on this glorious note i wish you happy adventuring until we meet again precious soul Mwah.